Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome back, everybody, to our Caravan of Garbage episodes, specifically about the first three Fast and Furious the films. First trilogy in the Fast Saga. I said that like David Attenborough. The first trilogy in the Fast Saga. He's still with us. Yeah, that's right. I love that. He's 95 at <laughs> the time of recording. Wow. And he took the time to come and do that. <laughs> anyway, this is this is Tokyo Drift. Yeah. This is a real odd duck of a movie, I reckon. I've written here, it's a real odd duck of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> And yet, there are no ducks to be found. Not doesn't, a single one. Doesn't that make it the oddest duck there is? And it's weird because it spans continents and you'd think you'd see at least one duck on your travels. Mm, maybe flying south for the winter. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, what is also interesting about this movie, despite it being the third, it takes place in 2013. Because, of course, it is a prequel to whatever the one is where Han dies. <laughs> Five or Maybe. six? Maybe! Yeah, it's not seven. I know it's not seven. That's all I know. That's all I know. I have some questions about this being the year 2013. Uh, first of all, I don't think when they made this it was supposed to be the year 2013. Oh, no, absolutely not, because it was 2006, right? <laughs> That's something like that, yeah. And, for and, and this this happened, of course, because mm. the filmmakers didn't know, the producers didn't know who was who was willing to come back from yes. the previous movie, so they're like, let's just make it another thing. Oh, I've got all sorts of things to say about that, Mason. Okay. But what I love about the year 2013 in this universe is the cell phones are just as ancient as you've ever seen. Well, I've written here, James, imagine if you dug up a landfill mm. from the year 2006 slash 2013. Imagine how many Motorola flip phones you would find <laughs> and imagine how much blurry 640 by 480 footage of drifting races you would see oh on them God. that have never been viewed by a human eye because they would have just filmed it once and been like, I'll watch that back later. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. You can't see it. You never do. It doesn't, doesn't look like anything. So many iPods of the era. This was even before the iPad. And also, uh, Lil Bow Wow, who makes an appearance in this, is like, check out this brand new Jordan. It's not even out yet. That's a 2006 shoe. <laughs> I know, because I looked it up, Mason. Okay, all right. Anyway, it's a real odd duck of a movie. It really is. Some real anachronisms in this movie that's about time travel when you think about it. <laughs> that being said, I think this is the best of the first three and one of the better ones in general. Well, here's what I think. Mm. I think this is a very well-made, like very well-directed very well produced movie about a bunch of characters I do not care about in the slightest. <laughs> like I know the main, I don't know what the main guy's name. Lucas Black. That's his that's real his name. A, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I do not know the character's Steve name. Steve Dawson. I know that it was yelled at the end of the movie. 
but it's been like over an hour since I watched it, so I've forgotten it. <laughs> All I know is this: this, this you, is a, you did it, Brett Henley. <laughs> oh, Brett Henley's good. That's all right, but not a Henley to be seen. Um, I, I don't care about any of these guys. Maybe Han, but that's only retroactively because he's been in sure. previous. He's, he's been in a previous movie, and he's been in subsequent Fast and Furious well, movies. I think he's a massive highlight of this movie, and I just want to mention as well. Han is brought over from Justin Lin's first movie, Better Luck Tomorrow, which is technically set in the Fast and Furious verse. But again, retroactively. Retroactively, right? yeah. Apparently, though, Justin Lin came on board for this, who, by the way, has directed a bunch of other Fast yeah. and Furious movies. Hang on, I've got to let that dog out. Okay. Just scratching up a bloody storm out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're free to come back in two minutes. <laughs> yeah, he was brought on to, to direct this third one, which went through a number of changes, and the early drafts of the script... He said, I think it's offensive and dated and I don't have any intention of doing it. But then it was agreed that he could shape the movie like as he saw fit. Ah, And it became this. Right. But you mentioned that there are no returning characters. And Paul Walker apparently wasn't asked at all because the studio felt he was too old. So they got Lucas Black. Teenage man. <laughs> he's a real he's a real man in his twenties who looks like he's in his thirties. He's going to school. He's he's going to high school, this guy. He doesn't make a very convincing high school student, but he makes a wonderful Japanese high school boy, doesn't he? If, <laughs> in his little uniform. If they didn't say he was seventeen in this, I'd be like, did they keep him down a bunch of years? Yeah. He's troublemaking, I yeah, wonder. Absolutely. But obviously in this he's he's uh, he starts our life in America. Yep. But then he gets into uh, an illegal street race with uh, with a with a big high school bully who with Home a... Improvement's own Zachary Ty Bryan. Oh, he's got a real big head but a real small face. <laughs> he looks like a Dick Tracy villain. This guy. That's all I'm saying. He's 25. Huh. Also, well, at the time of kept down for bad behaviour. <laughs> kept kept down for being too rich. You're gonna keep. We're gonna keep you down until your face grows into your big head. <laughs> we're not we're not sending you out to the world. That's right. Look, I have the same problem. Yeah, but, I know. Yeah. I know. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. then he just he just uh, drives badly through a bunch of houses. Yep, and he gets expelled to Japan. Do it, but he's gonna he wants to impress a girl who's like, if you win this race, you get to you get me. Mm. Have some respect for yourself. <laughs> You're worth more than either of these two grown men, right? What's going on here? It's weird stuff. Yeah, yeah, weird stuff. Then yeah, he gets to Japan and he is uh, he's taken under the wing of Han, <gasps> legendary. Fast and Furious character Han, who sees the potential in a guy who's bad at everything. <laughs> He's bad at fighting. He doesn't speak Japanese. He's bad at driving. He's so bad at driving. He's so bad at driving. He's one of the worst to drive. He's the worst. He's the worst driver in the Fast and Furious franchise slash saga so far. And it takes him an entire movie to get better. Yeah. Do you think? Is it? What about? Um. What about Tyrese? No, he was all right in the last one. He but he gets that, worse. He lost that race, though, didn't he? No, he destroyed it. Yeah, but no, but he, he didn't, didn't destroy <laughs> multiple cars. His car, other people's cars, walls, <laughs> people's livelihoods, fruit stands. I don't know. I will say this about uh, Japan, though. There is something cooler about car nerds in Japan. I don't know what it is. You think so? I know I've been railing against car nerds these last couple of weeks, I will, and I will not retract that. Whoa. And I'm not going to say another bloody word about it, okay. but I'm not a fan. But I think there is something really cool about you know this Japanese school that has amazing uniforms and food and little Bow Wow is there for some reason. <laughs> Who, by the well, way, every Japanese school has little Bow Wow. <laughs> oh, they so, do? Yeah, they do. So it's not that special. I know this joke has been done before, but... When does he become regular-sized Bow Wow? Ah. What, what era is that? 
I mean, it's obviously after this. Yeah. And it's after Like Mike, which was the movie before sure. this. Uh-huh. But yeah, also, here's something fascinating. Go on. Here's something interesting. Go on. At 3025 in the, in the movie. <laughs> Not the year 3025, <laughs> the year this movie is set. That's what it's set, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a prequel. Whoa. <laughs> but there's a moment where Lil Bow Wow is in an elevator, and just as the doors are shutting, he looks at the camera and he winks which means Lil Bow Wow knows he's in a movie. Oh, my God. And he might be the only one in these movies that knows he's in a movie. You think he should get the word out? I think he's the watcher. That's what I think. Maybe. But, I mean, he's a, you know, he's a viable character to bring back. Yeah. Also, the bull, if, we're, if we're building a list of characters that should come back in sequels and be the villain, uh, Lil Bow Wow. Yep, yep. Um, the, the big head, small face. <laughs> he should come back <laughs> as a villain. <laughs> Uh, who who's left? Uh, any of the any of the women, I guess, who are in this? Any of the women? <laughs> I don't know anyone's names. Yeah, no, neither do I. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but what about Lucas Black's nemesis in this movie, Takeshi, the Drift King of Tokyo? Oh yeah, small time gangster, big time pedophile. What? His girlfriend's in high school. Oh, I thought you meant in real life. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying she's still in high yeah, school. Yeah, that's crazy. It's weird. Was that oh, she's actually really mature for age. Shut up. No, there's something wrong with you. If you if you, if if your girlfriend still has to ask permission to go to the bathroom, too young. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I I think the biggest inclusion and the best inclusion of this movie you touched upon is Han, and I don't think it's just that he's a recurring character. I he's think got the most charisma. He's just got a lot of charisma. He's eating he's eating snacks and watching a drift. That's right. He's just having a good time. Yeah. But and and what I also like is he he gets murdered in this for stealing. And when they show up and be like, you've been stealing from me. It's not like, no, I would never. He's just like, I did. I mean, I've got to feed this snack addiction. <laughs> Eating all these snacks. <laughs> but you're a pedophile also. Yeah, right? So, you know, mm. who's the real villain here? Uh, but we, we, of course, know that um, it was Jason Statham who killed Han. That's right. Well, killed Han. Jason Statham. How, how, I mean, I know we're going to see it in the upcoming movie, but how did he get out of that? There is, like, no time for him no. to crawl out of that wreckage. Manhole cover? I reckon manhole cover. Does he have cover. the Nick Fury laser? He's got the laser that cut through the ground. Yeah, okay, I fair think enough, so, yeah. yeah. I do have a couple of things I want to mention about Japan that I love in this movie. All right, all right. I like because it's such a built-up urban environment. Just a lot of the races just take place in a car park. Just drifting up sure. and down. I think that's really cool and inventive and not something we'd seen in this franchise before. I thought it was fascinating that they went... Hey, you know what? In Japan, uh, the police just don't chase street races. That was my second thing. They're yeah. just like, no, just let them go. So if you're doing faster than 180, they don't bother. Is that true? Good I question. need to know. Yeah. Presumably it isn't. But also they don't want to call ahead and be like, there's a guy coming down the road, put up a roadblock or whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You, you, oh, we th- remembered there's more of us. <laughs> there's more I of one. I should call one of the other ones. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And, but I mean, you know, and that's interesting, but also kind of take some of the tension out of the street races if there's no chance the cops are going to come, you know what I mean? That is true. Mm. That's a big part of those previous movies. Paul Walker will have to run away or whatever, yeah, doesn't he? that's right. He's always running away. <laughs> Not because he's a coward, just because no. the police are, you know, they can chase you if you're going and fast then he's, on 180. And then he stashes the car and then he's just like, hey, I'm just a regular jogger. I'm just jogging in my jeans. <laughs> I'm just jogging in my jeans and my singlet. Here we are. Some people jogging jeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do it, though. <laughs> Don't do it. Here's a question for you, though. Go on. What are your thoughts on the cars in this mm-hmm. and also the drifting? Do you think it is enough of an element in these in this movie that it makes it unique and special? 
I mean, there are some kind of fun drifting shots. I think so, like, too. Like, there's one where... It's all about drifting. It's all about drifting. There's one where Takashi, like, drifts, like, diagonally up, like, a circular... Yeah. Like a... Like a I was going to say staircase. That's not correct. But, like... A, that doesn't sound right, no. <laughs> but he can do it. They can do it. They're Maybe. just that good. Um, I mean... My favourite part of this is when they're like, this guy, is, you you got to watch out for the dr- DK. And the guy's like, Donkey Kong? Mm. And I'm like... You know, drifting's just a Mario Kart power slide, right? <laughs> like, I mean, if you know Donkey Kong, you, yeah, figure, yeah, this out, you figure this out pretty fast. You just hold R and you turn in a direction. And yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. It's my favourite manoeuvre. But I think there is something about the precision of the driving and the yeah, drifting yeah. in this, mm-hmm. which does set it apart. And also, uh, some of the last movies... Except for any of Lucas Black's driving, which is <laughs> atrocious. <laughs> but I also like that, because that would be me, yeah. just hitting walls. Just a grown man hitting walls, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But just when you see two cars, like real cars, yeah, yeah. drifting up a set of stairs, as yeah, you yeah. mentioned, that was what you think. That's right. I think that's incredible, genuinely. You know, maybe I'm biased against it just because of wall. It was literally inescapable for a couple of years in this era. That's true, Like yeah. everybody we know. You mean was, 2013? Yeah, in the year 2013, everybody was drifting. I'm talking about drifting. <laughs> drifting magazine. Drifting on your Motorola, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Power slide, Mario Kart. Drifting with, you get your high school girlfriend in the back. She's yeah. in a booster seat. <laughs> but I, I think also it, it, it does progress really interestingly and well. And, you know, the story of crime and his and Lucas Black's father and all those things that are happening. And it culminates in American muscle versus Japanese. Golf. I have a note here. It says, the first time in the Fast and Furious franchise that uh, there's a car that I would drive without feeling embarrassed. <laughs> What about the one that goes to space? Oh, no, that would, well, I mean, that hasn't happened yet, but... True. Yeah. You'd be screaming, though. I would absolutely be screaming. <laughs> but no, I think that final race uh-huh. down that mountain, yes. like it takes it out of the, you know, out of the urban environment. Mm-hmm. It's like this well-known drifting, you know... It's, yeah. it's, where, drifting all, was, it's where drifting was born, that's Mason. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's really terrific. It's the spiritual birthplace of the drift. Yeah, and it, it, and it, it ends in a massive car crash, which... We love. It's a good-looking car crash. I it's must, a great-looking yeah. car crash. Do you think, though, this movie would have benefited from some original Fast and Furious characters? Do you think he would have got into it more? Oh, good question. I didn't like Lucas Black's character at all. Mm. I did not, not for me. But, I mean, what are you going to do? Put Paul Walker in high school? Yeah. They're nice. probably the same age. He could go undercover. I forgot. <laughs> he used to be an undercover cop. He could go undercover in high school. That's that exactly so right. He could do it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they definitely know. I mean, that said, obviously, we do get one Fast and Furious character return at the end. Oh, yeah. we got to talk about this. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm always going to put this in this segment of the show called Fast and Furious Tokyo Drivia. Nice. Thank you. Um, so, after poor test screenings. You know, ah. Yeah. Universal Pictures asked Vin Diesel to make a cameo appearance to boost its box office potential. And he said, is this something Francis Ford Coppola would do? And they said yes. And he said, I'll do it. I'll do it then. Diesel agreed to appear if Universal would relinquish the rights to the Riddick franchise and Diesel was able to make Riddick in 2013 independently. He got a whole movie out of appearing in one scene in this this movie. That's I mean, it's the Riddick franchise. I mean, sure, yeah. (laughs) I like the Riddick franchise. I also like it But it's not worth anything, is it? (laughs) No. Just make a cameo. It's worth a lot in my heart. Yeah. But financially, it's worth nothing. Agreed. But I think also... It's worth a lot to Judy Dench. Probably. Mm-hmm. But I think also that the inclusion of him in this 
was it in the marketing? I don't remember it being. I couldn't tell you for I don't think... Like, I couldn't tell you for the price of the Riddick franchise. Yeah. If you hate this franchise or this movie... Yeah, yeah. Like, this isn't going to sell you on it, is it? Like, no. he to- turns up at the very end and you sort of see a little race at the end. You could watch another movie in theatres yeah. and then sneak into the Tokyo Drift Theatre... And just watch the last five minutes. That's true, exactly. But no, I, look, I do think it's a good appearance. But you know what else I think? It would have been interesting if this was maybe a more Vin Diesel-focused sequel and then you get the Paul Walker film, the Vin Diesel film, and then you bring them back together. Right. It would have made a lot more money because this is the lowest grossing film in the franchise by far, oh. which is why they went, this isn't going to work unless we bring back the original. People just, James, wait for this. Yeah. Ready for this. I just thought of this. I'm, I'm ready. People, James, they were just, <laughs> wait, <laughs> James, they were just, they were just drifting past the box office. They were, dr- <laughs> they were drifting past it. They were going oh. in to purchase tickets to the movie. They were drifting past in their, in their Japanese cars. I think though, they were maybe, drifting. maybe it didn't make a lot of money because, it was set in 2013 and it was ahead of its time. Maybe. People weren't ready for People it. People weren't ready for it. They, know, well, they were like, I don't want to know what kind of Motorola flip phones I'll be using in 2013. I daren't go in to see my future and my own fate. <laughs> of the Furious. Of the Furious. Uh, one more bit of trivia. Trivia, sorry. Uh, this is from the director. I wanted to shoot an Shibuya. I'm sorry, I pronounced that wrong. Have I? No, that's pretty close. I've done it. Which is the most crowded place in Tokyo. The cops, they're all so polite. So it takes 10 minutes for them to come over and kick you out. But it was unknown to Lin that the studio had actually hired a fall guy who stepped in when the police came and said, I'm the director, so he would be arrested and spend the night in jail so Justin Lin could continue to film the movie. Whoa. That's Fast and Furious maybe, isn't it? Also, maybe Justin Lin didn't know that there's actually a, a fake Shibuya uh, <laughs> street. You can hire it. It's like eight grand a day. Oh. And you just hire it and it looks like Shibuya. Really? And you, can just, you can just drift cars through it all day. <laughs> that's not maybe, f- that, maybe that's new. That's not fun though, is it? No, it's not fun. You want to nearly kill a lot of real people. <laughs> that's it. Anyway, genuinely, I think this is the best of the first three. Hmm. And I also think then maybe they should have marketed this more as a spin-off, you know? Because it is, really. Yeah, it's right. not a mainline movie. No. But I think that's also what works about it. It's its okay. own universe. It's got very compelling character. Yeah, yeah. Who dies. <laughs> it's got very compelling character. Very very good. But, you know, there's a, there's a lot about this which I think, I don't know, I just think it's really good and earnest and I think it's pretty well acted for the most part. Yeah, yeah. And there's just something about it I really like. And maybe it's also because we're not coming back to these for a while so I could be like, all right, pretty good, we're done. Well, if we're not coming back to these for a while, I'm I'm going to say currently my favourite is two because of the time that uh, Paul Walker and Tyrese just beat that guy up and then spat on him. <laughs> I thought that was funny. It's a funny bit in the movie. That was a funny bit. Anyways, uh, this has been... The Fast and Furious trilogy for Caravan of Garbage. When the next movies roll around, we will come back. But maybe you want to see these videos early in general. Is that you, Mason? Yes. Then you should go to bigsandwich.co, sign up. It's like a Patreon tier. It's only $9 a month. There's a huge back catalogue in addition to early videos, including movie commentaries, including bonus podcasts, including our podcast, The Weekly Planet, where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. That actually comes out there a day early. And, of course, this upcoming episode, we are going to be talking about the new Fast and Furious movie, whatever it's called or is about. F9. Press F9 to go to space. (laughs) Look out. Look out. It's ludicrous. What's he doing? Tyrese never thought he'd be going to space. 
That the the character from two was not expecting to go to space. He w- he's not prepared for it emotionally. No, he's barely even the same character. That's he's a different guy <laughs> in a lot of ways. But here's a hint towards next week. Oh my god, what is it, Mason? I can't. I can't. Can we do an Iron Man movies. Oh, we can do Iron Man movies. Yeah, Remind we can yeah. do some Iron Man movies. Wow, finally some MCU stuff. People are like, "Why aren't you doing more MCU stuff?" People We're are saying. starved for MCU content. People say mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's a desert of MCU content. I agree. Say, you know? We're breaking the drought. Anyways, thanks for watching these. We really appreciate it. Uh, it's been fun, if I'm honest. I've also had a lot of fun. All right, let's that's get right. out of here, Mason. All right. And do a different thing. We could drift. We could go outside and we could drift. Get your flip phone. <laughs> let's do it. All right, grab that jammy, guys. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Drift you later. Drift you later. That's good. Yeah, right. I was going to say smell you later. It doesn't work at all. <laughs> smell you later. Smell you later, folks. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you.